Are you familiar with the hunger scale? This is all about interoception, learning how to trust yourself again. So if you have a history of dieting, if you've been relying on things like counting calories or tracking points or keeping track of macros, and you've been really relying on those external cues as opposed to listening to what's going on with your body, this is an opportunity for you to rebuild trust. I'm going to be walking you through the hunger scale. I'll be reviewing what a minus 10 is versus a plus 10 and everything in between and why you want to stay between a minus four and a plus four. So if you want to get off the weight loss struggle bus, if you have a tendency to overeat, this is going to be a great episode for you to listen to. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the Happy and Healthy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Lang, and this podcast is dedicated to my fellow women in STEM. After working in high tech for 10 years, in 2004, I became the proud owner of Pacific Heights Health Club in San Francisco, where I worked with thousands of clients over the span of 15 years to help them reach their health and fitness goals. Now I'm sharing what I've learned about what works as well as what doesn't work when it comes to making healthy habits stick. So if you want to find out what it takes to achieve lasting weight loss, to create deep health, and feel empowered to live the life you want, you're in the right place. Episode number 186. Hi there, Amy here. Thank you so much for joining me today. So I have been watching some videos by Brene Brown. She has one on the anatomy of trust. And then I actually started listening to the book Atlas of the Heart. And this is all about emotions. And I thought, hmm, especially when it was talking about trust, this is in the joyful eating framework, trust is one of the four pillars that I use inside my coaching program about rediscovering joyful eating, becoming a healthy eater. And one of the best things to do in terms of practicing trust is using the hunger scale. And so I wanted to actually take the opportunity in this podcast to really dive deep into how to use the hunger scale, okay? So the first thing I wanna do is make some clear distinctions here. So a lot of times we use the word feelings in a very generic way. And maybe generic is not quite, in an imprecise way. And so the distinction I wanna make here is that there's a difference between sensations and emotions. So when we talk about sensations, I am referring to the signals from our body that are being sent to the brain. So when we talk about signals, I am talking about exteroception. So this is what we hear, what we see, what we smell, what we taste, and what we touch. Right? This is how we interact with the external world 
versus interoception, which are the signals from within your body going to your brain. So in addition to proprioception and vestibular, right, we're talking about like the gold standard would be whether or not you can perceive your heartbeat without actually like checking your pulse, right? Without putting it on your carotid or on your wrist or something like that. Can you just sit quietly and tell how fast your heart is beating? I personally have a really hard time doing that, but Matt can lie in bed and he'll, he can tell me. You can tell me it's going about 66 beats a minute. <laughs> and then I'll put like my Apple watch on his wrist and I'll look at it. And in fact, it's going 66 beats per minute. So I'm like, how do you do that? Right now, intero. So that's like the gold standard. Okay. But interoception also covers things like hunger, fullness, how tired you are, how awake you are. Right. So how bright eyed and bushy tailed you are. It's how hot you are, how cold you are, whether you're thirsty, if you need to pee, if you're taking shallow breaths or deep breaths, if you have uh, tension in your muscles. These are all signals from within your body that are going to your brain. Okay, those are what I'm going to call sensations versus emotions. So emotions are what you feel in your body in response to something that your brain has triggered. So your brain, we have thoughts, beliefs, interpretations, facts that are all swirling around in our brain, right? And some are at a conscious level, some are at a subconscious level. A lot of beliefs, for example, are at a subconscious level. Those thought patterns that we've grown up with, those mental models, those are all operating below the surface. And then we have the things that we're actually aware of, okay? So when we're talking about using the hunger scale, and I put it in the pillar of trust, the reason I do that is because if you have a lot of experience with dieting and weight loss programs where you are relying on external cues as to when to eat, and, and when to stop. So counting calories, tracking points, macros, right? Anything, even the word like portion control is really about something external, okay? What I want you to do when we talk about using the hunger scale and trust is I want you to trust your body, I want to trust yourself that you can count on yourself in terms of advising you on when you're hungry and when you're full. So instead of portion control, you can watch your portions, you can pay attention, okay? And the reason that I'm being so picky about the word choices here is because language is so powerful. When we say portion control, this is the language of compliance. Tracking points, language of compliance. Counting calories is all about compliance. Someone determined that this is the number you're supposed to reach. 
watching your portions or paying attention is more about gauging like, how am I feeling? What am I thinking? How am I feeling? And then responding to that in, a, in an appropriate fashion. So when doctors use words like compliance, if you ever look at like a chart and they, they uh, prescribe a certain amount of medication, they'll use words like, was the patient compliant? Okay. And what I want to do is make you ignore that part. <laughs> okay. We're going to apply and integrate the concepts that we understand that are good for us and come from that place. It's not about someone telling us what to do. It's that we are honoring what our bodies are telling us. Okay. So again, this is really, I want you to think about how you're treating yourself. Okay. So in the book, Atlas of the Heart, Brene Brown talks about the feeling of overwhelm. And actually here, this is, again, this is an emotion where it's in response to thoughts we're having. Okay. And she broke it down. It was interesting. She broke it down into three parts. She said, when you're in overwhelm, you feel it at a 10, but you're only paying attention to it at a five. And you're at a two when it comes to clarity. Like, how am I feeling? Why am I feeling it? That kind of thing. All right. So when I talk about the hunger scale, I use three different terms, but they're kind of related. I talk about awareness, attunement, and alignment. And so when she talks about trust, I talk about things like interoceptive fidelity. Notice there's the similarity there. Fidelity, it's, it's honoring, right? It's commitment to. So in the hunger scale, at the most basic level, awareness is like, am I hungry? Am I full? So again, we're talking about the signals that are coming from your body and going to your brain and accurately interpreting them. And actually, when it comes to hunger, a lot of times we will actually confuse hunger and thirst. So you may actually be thirsty, not hungry. So again, it's that paying attention and noticing how is it different? How does it show up in your body differently? Okay, attunement is your ability to discern, to feel the edges. This is about like, you can think of it as like practice respecting your own boundaries. Again, it's about how you're treating yourself. So attunement would be when you're looking at the hunger scale, and I, I really actually liked when she talked about overwhelm. She talked about feeling it at a 10. Like that's the max. Because in the hunger scale that I use, I start at a minus 10 and then I go to a plus 10. Okay. So when you're at a minus 10, we're talking about you're starving. Okay. A little less than that would be that you're ravenous. Like you're, you're hangry at that point. Okay. At a minus 10, five or minus six, your, your stomach's really growling. And a minus four, you're hungry. And a minus two, you're peckish, right? At a zero, you would be neutral. So that's from a minus 10 to a zero. So from neutral, 
at the plus two, you would be satisfied. Okay, at a plus four, this is when you're, you're like somewhat full or comfortably full. At a plus six, you're stuffed. At a plus eight, you're bloated. And at a plus 10, you are maybe nauseous, right? You're so full that you want someone to put you in a wheelbarrow and, and like roll you out the door. Now, I am not just talking about being really uncomfortable here. We're talking about it's painful. And if you saw someone that you care about doing this, what would you do? How would you respond? Now, just look in the mirror. If this is happening to you, what would be a better way to respond? So the, again, this is going back to how we treat ourselves. So when I talk about what it means to eat when you're hungry and stop when you're comfortably full, I'm talking about like at a minus four, hungry would be when it's not an emergency, but you would really like to eat sooner rather than later. Okay, at a minus two, this is where you're starting to notice that you're hungry. At a minus one, it's really like the very whisper of hunger. Okay, at a plus one, we're starting to feel that your stomach is filling up. At a plus two, you're starting to notice that the hunger is gone, right? And you could, but you could still like run around the block. At a plus four, the hunger is definitely gone. So this is comfortably full. Okay, but you couldn't walk, run around the block. You could just walk around the block. And this is where mindful eating is really helpful. So if you're just starting to work on this, mindful eating is slowing things down to give you the opportunity to learn what it feels to be hungry and what it feels to be comfortably full. So think about it this way, like in the tennis lesson, right? I'm more, you know, I've been, I've been um, taking tennis lessons. We talk, well, I'm learning how to serve. I've never served before. And so we started with just the toss. The toss is, is not easy, okay? There's the placement, there's the, uh, anyways, I'm not gonna go into that. I'll let my tennis coach go into that with you one day. And then we talked about like how you want to hold the tennis racket. So the grip, we talked about like where to put my feet. We talked about what to do with my arm. We talked about the timing, like when to hit the ball. We want to hit it at the apex, right? The rhythm, what my arm is supposed to do, be doing, the arm with my racket, what it's doing as I'm tossing the ball, how to use my legs, how to use my core, right? This is really complicated. A tennis serve is really complicated. Talk about like the cognitive load, okay? Fortunately, eating when you're hungry and stopping when you're full is not that complicated. And when we talk about mindful eating, we're just talking about slowing things down, chewing your food more, really paying attention to the taste, to the texture, to the temperature, to the aroma, how it feels as you swallow, how your stomach feels, 
right? So all of those things are what I want you to be paying attention to. So when I say eat when you're hungry, I am talking about a minus four, in case you haven't figured that out. And when I say eat until you're comfortably full, we're talking about a plus four. So this translates into like three solid meals a day. And then if you want to add in a couple of snacks, you might be doing a minus three to a plus three. And if you're someone that likes to eat five or six smaller meals a day, or maybe your schedule only allows for something like that, and so you'd be better off doing that, then we're talking about staying within a plus, uh, sorry, a minus two to plus two. So this is all about you need to figure out what works best for you. We're going to apply and then we're going to integrate. So you're applying this concept of the hunger scale and then you're figuring out how to integrate this habit into your life. And really joyful eating in a lot of ways is about things like boundaries. It's also about like when I talk about boundaries, we always talk about what you want, what you need, what your preferences are. So when we talk about joyful eating, I want you to eat what you like to eat, eat what you want. Right? Don't be eating stuff that you don't like. <laughs> be aware of what your food preferences are. So when we talk about like the food police, that's external. Someone came up with those rules. I want you to focus on what brings you joy. Okay. And again, pay attention to when you're hungry, learn how to like recognize the edges. Okay. And, and you can even play with them, make it a game. Track how often you're able to eat when you're hungry and stop when you're comfortably full. Because what happens is when we don't honor that, it's like the teeter-totter, right? You want to stay in that nice teeter-totter range. If you wait until you're too hungry, then chances are you won't be able to eat slow enough to recognize when you're comfortably full and you'll wind up being stuffed. That's when you overeat. Not good for our bodies. And... If you're thinking in terms of lasting weight loss, it makes it much harder to do that too. So John Gottman is known for his research on marriage and predicting when marriages are going to succeed and when they're going to fail. So he has an interesting definition of trust. He says, trust is built in very small moments, which I call sliding door moments. In any interaction, there is a possibility of connecting with your partner or turning away from your partner. One such moment is not important. But if you're always choosing to turn away, then trust erodes in a relationship very gradually, very slowly. So when we talk about trusting ourselves, think about it this way. Are you turning away from yourself? When you're hungry, are you honoring that hunger or are you ignoring it, turning away? What we're going to do now is really rebuild trust. And again, this is about how we treat ourselves, which then once we learn how to do that, 
we can show someone else how we want to be treated as well. So the hunger scale, if you want to think about this, is a way to practice setting boundaries. It's a way to learn how to trust yourself again. If this is something that you've struggled with in the past. All right. So I'm going to wrap things up today with a quote by Brene Brown. Trust is not built in big sweeping moments. It's built in the tiny moments every day. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B dot com. And sign up for my free mini course, How to Lose Weight for the Last Time. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens. Thank you.